Hello there, you are very welcome to Over the Wire, the podcast from the Andersonstown News and BelfastMedia.com. I am James McCarthy. If this is your first time joining us, we are marking 50 years since the first publication of the Andersonstown News with a podcast looking back at the people and the stories that made the paper what it is today. Now, on the 15th and 16th of October 1974, one of the most significant events of the Troubles took place as Republican prisoners launched the destruction of Longkesh, as rioting broke out between Republican prisoners and the British forces within the prison. Sadly, many of those who were there on that day have subsequently died as a result of cancer, which has led many to believe that these deaths have been the result of the use of the then-experimental CR gas to quell the uprising, something which consecutive British governments have continued to deny. One of those campaigning for the truth is former prisoner and author of And Then the Gates Flew Open, The Burning of Longcash, Jim McCann. Jim, you're very welcome to the podcast. Now, you were there on the day. Can you just take us through the events and what the conditions were like within the camp in the lead up to the protest on the 15th of October? The conditions were sort of... Uh, the, the, the conditions were sort of always the same, but... Uh, which, uh, earlier that year, we had we embarked on a, a, a protest of uh, no visits. We weren't taking the food up. We were on bread and water for weeks and weeks, you know. We weren't taking visits, parcels, ladders, anything. Mm-hmm. Now, now, it appears to me like, and that's just... But I think I think it just sort of stands up to scrutiny that early in 1974, the British government uh, initiated this operation Pagoda. I just I just seen it on Google, Google, and what it was was the intention to use CR gas in the prisons in the north of Ireland, namely and namely Long, named Longchase and McGilligan. So. That was the so the, uh, the the first time the trend initiated the, the, the trouble. We we didn't bite in with it. To be honest, we didn't. We, we didn't bite in. It was just we, we picked a course of action that we stuck to. At the end, the uh, the, 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 the British government uh, sort of pulled back from from the organisation. So that was it. It was a small victory for us, you know. We started to get a few more privileges now. And 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 long and and any present like you only get privileges. And privilege they only give you privileges because they can take them away from you for a punishment. So what happened was whenever we didn't bet into the first time, we had a, a sad about organizing. Something else. So what they done was, I got this uh, screw who was a notorious. He's a notorious orange man and, and a lawyer's paramilitary in in uniform. And uh, he came up to case thirteen with, with a dinner one night. I I just happened to be walking around. It wasn't a bad day. It was a nice summer all of bottom day, you know, and what you do is you just walk around the caves, you know, like, we call mm-hmm. it doing a, doing a bow, you know, just bow, just down around the cave. And the, the, uh, what happened was, uh, the, the cases had their own command structure, you had the OCA cases, he was elected, and everybody, he appointed everybody else. 
So what you had was appointment. You had three hot OCs who, who were in charge of the discipline and, and the conduct of, of the lad in the huts, which was never a question. Like it's just, it's a, it, it was necessary. It, you, you were trying to instill a revolutionary uh, discipline in the US because we, we were just lifted off the streets for the most part. And I, I, like I was left with a bomb and I got 12 years. And uh, like most people, call, I, I refuse to recognize the court, but that was normal then. Like, in fact, it was uh, actually a uh, desire to do that they didn't recognize the court. And then, so what happened was this group came up, and what happened was the canteen staff, and they're responsible for uh, meeting the dentists come to the door in a lorry, they put on the trolley, big trolley, about Six foot by four foot with on plastic or uh, aluminium containers, and then they brought them into the cage. And what happened was the canteen staff would go out and check the quality and, and, and the amount to make sure that it, it was it was all there. And this time, as I'm walk, I'm walking around, and I, I actually stopped to talk to comrades. You know, and the next thing I heard this thing. Uh, there's two crumpets short here, Mr. Really got there. It was actually pound kicks, but I, I, I keep calling them crumpets. You know? <laughs> so anyway, here's Emmanuel. He says there's two crumpets short here. He says M, M number the screw says M, 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 M crumpets are right. There's, they're all there. And the OC of the canteen said, listen, there's two crumpets short here, mate. And the screw started getting a bit belligerent, he says. And he said, tell us the your screw was right, he says. Them numbers were right. He turned to them. And, and the, the, the OCA canteen says, look, listen, it's no big deal. It's two crumpets, George. Just get us two crumpets. And uh, this screw called Raymond, turned around. And just out of nowhere, he just says, my bad fat bastard stand beside you too when they weren't looking. The are guys of the canteen stuff. And your man says, what? Says, oh, Tom, nobody touched you. You're standing there, you see, nobody touched him. I don't know you. I, I, then your man started this, this whole tirade. You're feeding and bastards and everything else. And you're out there. And your man's, I can't even stop it. That's all. So, so uh, it turned out the, the OC of the kids, a big guy from outside Lurgan, who was actually this guy Raymond's neighbor. They lived in the same sort of, you know, down, down, down the country, out like he's, uh, somebody from Lurgan, maybe from a wee town, townland, and they, they mm -hmm. take the name of the townland, I can't remember it. But these two came in the same townland, and uh, they, they knew each other, because uh, as you can guess, down, down the country, there's sort of, your next door neighbor could be half a mile away, you know, and, and uh, you always made up, like, there's always, uh, anyway, this screw started on Big Malaga, the big, you would see the kids, but started calling for everything, and then he started telling about the Queen, the, or the Pope was a bastard, yeah, the Pope, and this and that, and the other thing, and, and everybody's loving him. I, I actually, I, I'm convinced that it was all part of this operation, Agora, 
the sort of uh, and said us and the doing something. So what happened was indicated that him and still the screws have a thing called association. And what it is, it's supposed to be rehabilitating prisoners. And in the cages, we had our own we had our own structures and we wouldn't let the screws into the cage. But part of part of the, the day that was arranged when Billy McKay made the hunger strike for his hunger strike was that, that we would let uh, free association for two two screws to walk around the cage inside the cage a number of times. And then go, and well, they they seen that as a wee victory. Although we got all we wanted, and that's what they got was association, which is very important. The screws, because that's they're supposed to be trained to do association. But anyway, like Mulligan, this guy was just absolutely nuts. And some of us were talking. Like I'm from West Belfast, I never across, so I never heard across the year ago. And the next thing, because he knew Big Mulligan, he started abusing Mulligan up there as well. But Mulligan had a Mulligan had a had a way of sort of a counteracting that. There. And all he said to the the, the, the SO, the senior officer, screw. There'd be no association in it, which is that that, that hurts the screws, you know, because uh. As I say, that was our wee victory in the middle of the first hunger strike that they got associated. So, so see, and so we said, well, my two men will be in there later on for association. And uh, better not be on him. And Big Molly, he said, well, tell you what, I'm not be responsible for their safety. Well, see, once he said that, there, you could see the screws were just, the screws, last time was about four or five screws there. And they were looking at each other. Because he once says, once Mulligan says that, like, see, once you see if a case can't guarantee your safety, what he's telling you is don't be coming then because you all get hurt. That's exactly what I mean. So, but I remember exactly it was half six. I was reading a book with some, and so, and yeah, so it said the last time the PO came and he says there will be a solution. Mulligan said, I'm telling you, I'm not, it's up to you, but I'm not responsible for your safety. So, the, the PO said, well, he's the principal officer. He said, well, my man will be on half six. Molly said, send him a me one, but I'm not responsible for it. And the guy ringing him, this or screw come in. And so as his lamb reading the, reading the book in the bed, somebody said, I heard somebody say, what time? And he says, it's half six. And then he said, somebody said, there's two screws coming in the gate. And I said, that should be fun. No, so, but in the meantime, what had happened was the OC had went around and picked six of the biggest men in the cage to administer punishment to, these, to this particular screw. As soon as that happened, all these about 30, 40 screws running with a battle screw. So we run it out, out, of, out of the huts. And uh, as we run across at them, they threw their batons over the wire because they didn't want to provide us with weapons to hit them as well. So we, we got into them and at the end up, we end up, we took them as prisoner within the prison. It was sort of like crazy, right, you know? So we have them all against the wall and we're sort of walking up to it, just threatening them. The, uh, well, the reason, we wouldn't have done anything, but they didn't know that there because 
as I say, the discipline on Kaiser is very strict. You know, we wouldn't, you know, you, 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 it's like any, anywhere else, you just don't want to be told. If you're told to beat up a screw, if you're told to kill, the screw would kill, the screw if that's just a, it's, and, that, and that's not just bravado, we're just making it up. But, like you're in the IRA, and, you know, and, and uh, the IRA tells you to do something, you volunteer to the IRA, you do it, and then, there's no and there's no questions asked after it's over and then that tends to let the ask the question anyway. So so what the the screw said he asked for the OC of the case in the accident, like Malagy Colin and Shimmy story from out from Monday Town. That's Bobby Story's brother by the way. And if they asked they told them that they were getting brought down to the boards for punishment. And uh end up we, 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 we wouldn't let them go. They were going to go, but we wouldn't let them go. So uh, the, uh, the screw said, if they're not out of here, they're not kids in so many months, we're going to send in the British Army to take them out. And uh, I remember somebody said, I think it was Big Molly on that street, said, well, you better bring plenty of them. And they did, like they brought thousands, they brought 42. There's like 42 uh, squads. That's, that's something. Three, four thousand men. So uh, anyway, that night, yeah, people think that the, the burning along case was planned, but it wasn't planned because, and everybody says to me, oh, this plans are reading the issues. I lost everything I had in that fire. And I said to myself, oh, we had a new that was coming off. We had a cent dollar stock, because that's what you that's that's what we normally see at time the first time we went on the protest and went off wouldn't take the food in them. We sent all our crows out. Because uh, they were hard enough come by for your parents not there they were just anyway. About about nine o'clock that night we were in in the cage. And there was two guys up on top of the hall, Sam, four up tall. That was the system of communication. It's it just a basic Sam before, you know, you just Sam before. Because you could, you could get all round, all round long case in sort of like five minutes for Sam before. Because the, the huts, you, you, you could see the next kid and then the next kid. They could see the next kid and then just like, you could see right round long case in this first five minutes. So anyway, about what happened was a, a, a guy from the falls. Uh, it was uh, we all we wouldn't get locked up. We were outside. It wasn't a bad night. But it was starting to get a bit nippy, you know, with, with, with the late autumn evening, like you know. And he got this uh, container, and he put some wood and some dye and that, and he and he let it just a little fire. But the 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 fire was. Everybody was ready on their toes because we knew their breath was frozen coming in the kids 13. But what happened was, because kids 13 wasn't up far from kids 10, I mean, they never had seen the build the fire. They thought we were burning the place, so they started burning that, and then everybody started burning off that there again. Mm-hmm. So we end up, yeah, before long, everything was on fire. But the only thing that didn't burn was the hospital. We were told that not to burn the hospital in case we needed it for, because we knew there was, well, 
I knew it was going to be something coming from the Brits. So, uh, now, the following day, the subsequent riding took place on the football pitch. Do you just mind taking me through what happened there? And the next day, it was early in the morning, yeah, the Brits started to make an appearance. And they got the salads and the big six-wheelers. And they knocked down the, the fences. And they all paid up. It's where they were studying, And uh, it was about... On the football pitch at that time, in, in the sentence there, there was about, seriously, there was about 350, 400 of us, because Dunk has such a huge big place, you know. It's, uh, you've got, it's, it's massive big, I, I don't know what it would be in the streets, but it's, okay, it's, it's like, it's huge. So anyway, they started coming in, and referring rubber bullets and serious gas, and, the funny thing about CS gas is it, it's it's very easy to dealt with because it's just a big, big cylinder thing. And the epicenter is right where it is. So you just throw something over it and that stops the gas coming out. You can still, you still get the puns that smell, but CS gas, huh? like if you had as much CS gas as we had in West Belfast, you sort of get used to it, you know. It's not you get used to it, it's just... You know you can deal with these and it's not going to kill you. Like, so you just really... So the next thing, the breast made a charge and then we made a charge. In the meantime, case 14 is, is an, the loyalist uh, internment kid and it was on just on the perimeter of the football pit. Like the bottom of the Brits came in was case, 13, case 11, 12 and 13. They were along the bottom in the case 14 here. And up, up, the arcades are like 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21. They were all at the top, yeah. And the internees had all like kids 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. They got there at 22. So we started. I got to the stage. We, we just started charging back. I don't see you. You were literally, you were, literally, you were actually fighting on the armor, pretty sore on a football pitch. The football pitch, there's two football pitches we run. There's one, the, both of them are really, really big. But the one we run, you could, you could probably, it's, it, was, it would have been bigger in Wembley Stadium, because, the pit, Wembley pitch, because it was, it was just a big cinder thing that, that uh, the put two goal posts up on. And I got knocked. I got knocked out. The first time I got knocked out, I was carried in to case fourteen. So whenever I came, whenever I came to the, the lawyer associate, case fourteen was done. Sort of treating me for, for the, the, they just dumped in my face with a white blood cloth, but I've done the job. So, but I, uh, all of a sudden, you're just aware of your position. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. These are all you may have, but they're all running about to be fair, and like they're running about trying to help us, you know. So, uh, I went back right again, and, but never I went there that time. In the meantime, the Brits had charged our ones up the football pitch. The way I actually come out, I, mean, I was the only one, as I feel like, there's about three or four that's come out behind the Brits. I think, Jesus, that's just going to be good. But then our ones regrouped and charged them down again, so I'm starting them a little football pit. Well, we're still 
friend, but we're back into this corner and everybody's trying to get out of this great gate to get up into that happy end of the camp. But uh, the Brits had, best hit was a lot of Brits had got up that top end and had blocked his head enough to get. So we're starting just, and the Brits are just coming up there and rubber, rubber bullets, just one after another. And I got hit again. And I hit me right, right in the side of the head. And I was knocked out. But that wasn't, what, what knocked me out was I fell because I was stunned. But one of the Brits stunned my back and he fired a rubber bullet point blank into the back of my head. And that sort of bounced off the side of my head, but it knocked me out. But then I got, I got up and this helicopter appeared over the top of the, of the wire at the top end of Bob Pit. It was flying about 30, 40 feet above the ground. What was that for? And uh, there was these guys. Turns out they were SAS men. And they, they, uh, they, they, they released CR glass, which is it's actually called Guy Ben's Exazi Palm, but it's like anything else. They call it CR glass. I've always tried to work, find out what the CR stood for, but I don't know, so I never let it me anyway. But the CR goes is, you know, we were, we were knocked out within seconds. We were all then unconscious at the top end of the football pitch. The reason I know this is because I was right up, like everybody else, up near the game. And whenever I came to, has about 150, 200 yards across a football pitch. And the hut was stacked on top of one more, like feet deep, right along the wire. Which, and my face was all, as I said, it was a center of pits. So what the done was, what the muscle done was to grab me by the bottom of the machine and trail me along. And then they lift you up and just throw you up top of the pile, you know? So we were all just, like cord, we you know, just stacked along the top of it. And then after a while, I don't know how long it was, we started coming through the, the press started getting that into us. And you were sort of a palace and defend yourself because you were still, because CR glass is just, it's, it's hard to describe, you know, it's just, you can't really smell it. You just, it, it has, well, it, ha it has two qualities, I'll get into later on. <coughs> One, it's, it's a known carcinogen. It causes cancer. Carcinogen. And the other thing is, it has, it has quality, it has, there's stuff that attacks the central nervous system. Now, I got, we got that from a, a chemist, an English or Scottish chemist called Valentine, who, uh, he was testing uh, CS and CR with Robbins, Mason, Bats and stuff because apparently they have the same sort of system as we have in terms of lungs and everything else. All right, so that, that there's basically a way to test on, on rodents and rabbits and stuff because they have the same breathing apparatus as we do. And your man, Valentine, he, uh, he, he, in his paper, he put CS gas on, on the mason and the rats 
cause no sort of uh, side effects indicating the central nervous system. But the CR gas did. The, uh, the, the masonry rat started on a bit uncoordinated, bumping into stuff and everything else and going nuts and within themselves, you know. So anyway, that, that was it. The CR, CR, CR gas is, is also 10 times stronger than CS gas. And I'm sure there's still enough people in West Belfast can uh, can remember the CS gas. But as it was, this stuff's 10 times stronger. Uh, so uh, after a short time, uh, we, were, we were getting moved back to, I was in case 13. So we're getting moved back to case 13. But whenever we were walking down, the Brits had organized a gauntlet was ran for about 200 yards down the football pit. And it was like, it must have been like 150, 200 soldiers. And we were on down, and every one of them had to robot. And there was war dogs, some the war dogs that had been patrolling outside, they brought them in, and they were baiting us and, and being allowed to bait us. And I'm walking down, I, I just happened to spit us in there, I just looked across them. I seen these uh, high rank British Army officers. Never say I knew they were high rank because they had them hats with a gold red not on them. Like they're unmistakable because it's a. Uh, but there was also already seen them there that I that I vaguely remember anyway. What they also had was semi cameras. They filmed the whole incident, which and I was what they wanted done for training purposes, obviously, you know. The British government maintained that they only used CS gas in the riots, but you have uncovered the fact that they had stock of CR gas at Longkesh. More research by Chris Kelly has found that the experiences of those prisoners caught up in the last stand at the football pitches are consistent with the findings of research into the use of CR gas in the British government's Portland Down Military Chemical Research Facility. More documents released under Freedom of Information have also proven that CR gas was permitted from 1973 to be used on the prison inmates in the event of an attempted mass breakout. Since the incident, over 200 of those who were there on the day have subsequently died from cancer or illnesses such as COPD. And well, I'm afraid that is all we have time for. Jim McCann, thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. And Jim's book, And Then the Gates Flew Open, The Burning of Longkesh, is available from the Culturaland Bookshop. To find out more about the campaign for the truth on the use of CR gas at Longkesh, join the CR gas, the legacy of the Burning of Longkesh group on Facebook. Thanks a million, Jim. And also a big thank you to each and every one of you for listening along at home. Until next time, Slán August Bannacht.